When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hind, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Jamie Urich. Hi, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so delighted to have you on the show as always. I'm particularly excited this week because... I feel like we are finally in our element. It's officially spooky season. Halloween is like 12 days away from where we're recording. Like it's time. It It is time. Um, we went around and looked at some like spooky houses in LA this weekend. And one of them was like, they had turned this house and their backyard and like the whole thing into like a haunted house walkthrough slash like haunted corn maze. Um, and all of the, it, they had like a donation based system that was going to like the local drama department. And so all of the actors were like the high school drama kids, which I thought was so cool. I love that. And it was a good haunted house. They did a good job. That's great. Uh, our favorite haunted house in our neighborhood, um, there's a Harry Potter themed house that is extremely well done. And I was walking by in the daytime and they have like trestles outside with like vines and stuff. And I realized that they had put like mandrakes into the vines. Oh, wow. I love that. So like it got, it got detailed. And there's like a werewolf that is like motion censored and has lights at night and stuff. So it's, our dogs do not particularly care for it, but you know, it's fun for the humans, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, it's just, I feel like people are finally going like all out. We're getting a lot of ghosts. I feel like the skeleton game has also like, I'm seeing a lot more skeleton decor this year than I think I have in previous years. There is a house um, just like up the road from me that has a skeleton T-Rex in their front yard. And I am obsessed. I love a skeleton T-Rex. And like, he's huge. And they put him in costumes year round. They leave him up year round. So like at Christmas, he's a Santa Claus uh, T-Rex. But at Halloween, okay. they, they change his costume every week at Halloween. Jamie, so I've like, been following this T-Rex on the internet for years. I can't believe you lived on this street. Down the street. I'm obsessed with him. No, I, I've i used this T-Rex as an example of basically the size of the front yard that I ultimately need to have in my home because, like, that's my one requirement is I need a giant T-Rex that I can dress up for holidays. I love that so much. Well, uh, please send me photos later. Um but on the note of Halloween things, obviously we are super, super excited. We had perhaps the biggest Halloween movie in 29 years premiere on September 30th. 
with mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus 2 finally coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming you've watched it. I watched it the day that it dropped. But I'm going to let you give your review first. Because I don't know. Uh, so I, I've now watched it four times. Like, not because it's a great film. It's a, it's fine. I'm going to watch it every year. Um, Obviously, the witches are never going to be a, like they're never going to be bad they were so i loved their songs i thought they were great i thought it was hilarious that buster from arrested development was in it um yes that was very funny uh the plot was kind of like meh but i mean i will continue to watch it every year because i feel like it adds to the nostalgia of the og hocus pocus okay what are your thoughts i hated it oh hated it like half star hated it I think I had a better time watching it because I watched it with like a group of friends and we made like a spooky night of it but I just felt like it was like too heartwarming and didn't understand the tone or anything that worked about the original like the original is genuinely scary it doesn't become a comedy until the witches come back and also like the whole point of the witches is that they just want to like come back and look hot so they're gonna munch on some kids and this one was like I felt like it was like girl boss like gatekeep gaslight witch movie and that was like not the vibe for me but I okay. feel like such a buzzkill. You don't have to be a buzzkill. I recognize that like, it's not a great movie. I'm just going to continue to watch it. That's we fair. All have I love those that films. for you. Yeah. I and I mean, like, like, if it brings you joy, then you should just lean into that. Because honestly, like, there's not enough, like, things that spark joy in our world these days. And so we should find that where we can. And if I'm being frank, like, during Halloween, like, I would like to watch Hocus Pocus every day. But it's probably going to get old by Halloween. Right. Like if you watch it every day in October. So I appreciate that I have another film that I can basically sleep through. Yeah. I love that. Because I don't watch new movies is the other important thing to note about me. I only watch movies I've seen before. So it was a big stretch to watch Hocus Pocus 2 anyway. Anywho. Yeah, I love a new movie. I watch new movies all the time. Well, speaking of new movies, let's address Halloween ends because I know that you were very excited about that and have very strong opinions about my Mike, Mike Myers. Listen, Michael Myers, my king, my, my lord and savior, Michael Myers. Um, my man, Mikey, is misunderstood and he just needs a hug. And like Halloween ends was not good. I liked it more than I liked Halloween kills, but the bar was on the floor. Um, With that said, Halloween ends absolutely solidified for me that Michael Myers just needs a hug. Like this is just a man who wants to be loved. And I feel pretty strongly about that. And this film validated that. And so now I'm going to continue to be insufferable about how much killing we could have avoided if someone had just like, I don't know, tried to be nice to him with a hug. I mean, it's a good lesson for all of us, right? 
and like we should just hug people should, well yes. with their permission we should clear, hug people if they're willing to to get a hug if you need a hug the answer is not to go out and stab people like i am not condoning that we are not it is not like the victim's fault that he got stabby but i have for years just said he's misunderstood he still probably should no not probably definitely should be I don't even want to say he should be in jail because I think he would break out and get stabby again. He's too smart for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, he like he must be stopped. But I think that we could have avoided a lot of this if we had just given him a hug. And that's yeah, perhaps a, psycho- and I a think psychological intervention. I think he would let me go. I think he would be so caught off guard by me giving him a hug that he'd be like, she's just built different. And that's you'd have to let go quickly. It would have to be a quick hug, Jamie. I think you could linger. No, I think I would linger for like a solid five minutes. It would be such a long hug that it would be awkward and it would like throw him off his game. Okay. I think this is bold. I wish you all of the best. Um, so much. I think most of my friends feel strongly that I would just be stabbed to death. Yeah. I am with your friends. Um, on that one. Sorry, but, but you, you hold on to your beliefs and I want you to, you can run with them. Um, well, anyway, so with, with this knowledge, uh, I do want to know your top must watch movies for the Halloween season. And this is Halloween, not the franchise with Michael Myers, Halloween, the season, the holiday. However, the original Halloween is an, is a must watch for me. Um, my other ones that I watch every single year, no matter what are Scream 1 and Scream 2. Um, I do love 3 and 4, but the original and the the original film is one of the best films ever made and um Halloween the original Halloween is one of the best like slasher films ever made. Um I always watch Practical Magic, Hocus Pocus obviously, uh Casper and Adam's Family Values. What are yours? So obviously Hocus Pocus several times, maybe every day as we've discussed. Um, Also Casper. Um, This year we're going to work two new ones into the rotation uh, because I've never actually seen the Haunted Mansion and I only want to watch it because I found out there's a Muppets version of it. Have you seen them and are you going to ruin them for me? I'm not going to ruin them for you. I have seen them. Oh boy. Well, I'll report back next time. I love the Muppets is all I'm saying. Love the Muppets so much. I just don't understand why Disney doesn't remake every single movie as a Muppet movie. Like enough with these live action movies, just make them Muppets. Yeah. All of all Muppet movies should be all Muppet. All movies should be. All movies should be Muppet movies. But then uh, I guess the last one that's a mandatory is probably Zombieland. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I cannot do scary movies despite loving Halloween more than any other holiday. I feel like the Christmas movie scene is much more my jam, but I, I am thrilled by the few Halloween movies that are not scary that I do watch every year. Yeah. I think it's, you gotta have balance. (laughs) The world is scary enough as it is. Right. Like we gotta have much more frightening. Yeah. Well, speaking (laughs) Speaking of balance, uh, we can't spend the entire show talking about Halloween movies, so we must address what happened last week on the bye week Um, and perhaps the most exciting upset we've ever seen because we weren't watching Ohio State games and being distracted by them. 
Uh, yeah, it was a chaotic bye week and it was a beautiful one for me personally, because I got to just celebrate for my brother who went to Tennessee. Oh yeah. I forgot. Uh huh. He was in Knoxville. He did not go to the game because my sister's wedding is this weekend and we're all trying to be like hyper aware of COVID because we don't obviously want to miss her wedding. Um, so, but he did go down to Knoxville and watch with his girlfriend and his best friend. Everyone cried. They did get to see the goalposts be paraded through the town. Um, and like, as an Ohio state fan, I hate Alabama. So this was win-win for everyone. Oh yeah. Um, we'll get to why I was particularly excited in a minute, but on the note of the goalposts, have you seen the video of UT's president? And someone was like, you're going to get fined for this. And he was like, I do not care. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking is victory cigar. We do not advocate for smoking. It's not good for you. But love that for him in that moment. He was just like, I do not care that we're about to get slapped with a fine from the SEC. Like we were celebrating. Also, I don't know if the general like non-SEC public knows this, but um, Tennessee's campus is a tobacco-free zone. So the fact that like smoking cigars is the tradition is so beautiful to me because everyone is just like, yeah, we're not, we're absolutely not going to put a stop to this. Like you are breaking every school rule right now and we are on board. And you know what? In fact, we're going to join you in breaking these rules. Yep. (laughs) Setting the precedent from the top there. It's beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask, have you ever stormed the field? I have, and I've actually stormed the field, um, at the shoe. And I've also, I don't know that you could call it storming the field, but we did break onto the field at the big house and took OHIO pictures at the 50 yard line of the big house. So that's fun. Uh, what game did you storm for Ohio state? Um, there were two and I actually don't even remember what they were which is kind of wild I mean there have just been so many big ones and now I feel like I need to go memory like the schedule from let's see one was my definitely my sophomore year so let's see if I can figure out what game that was it might have been and that was the year we lost to USC at home it was yeah it might have been the Iowa game that year because we won in overtime with a field. Well, goal. how timely. Truly. I think it I think it was the Iowa game. And yeah, I thought we were strong that oh, year. Like Iowa that was, was pretty good. Iowa that year. was really good. And we needed to beat them to get to the Big Ten championship. And we won in overtime. I'm actually like I'm I'm a hundred percent certain it was the Iowa game. So admittedly. My, my husband is an Iowa fan. This is the night that we had our first like serious football discussion. Like mm-hmm. we were buddies. We both knew that we liked football and we were friends and like Ohio state beat Iowa. And then I was like, is he going to be mad at me? Cause I'm an Ohio state fan. And then we like had a nice talk about it. Oh, and then we fell in love and got married. This is so timely. so many positive memories um on a less positive note we're gonna move on um Jamie you shared this 
Twitter thread with me because I had not seen this video, but the Tennessee offensive lineman who vomited in front of <laughs> the Alabama defensive line is an intimidation tactic. Scott Frost shaking in his boots, shaking in his boots. It was, it was disgusting. You shouldn't do this, but it was very funny. Yeah, don't do it. And if Alabama had done it, I want to be really clear that I have a double standard here. If Alabama or Michigan or Notre Dame pulled something like that, I would be irate. But because it was Tennessee, I found it hilarious. I mean, it was Tennessee. They pulled off the upset. It was just like, a I don't want to say cherry on top because I can't think about food in the context of vomiting. Anyway, uh, finally wrapping things up. Uh, Tennessee related, we have to talk about the real star of the show and the real winner from Saturday. And that is Smokey, the blue tick coonhound mascot for the volunteers. My little prince, he's so good. And he was just like cuddled up in his little blankie. And I just, I want to be really clear that I have slandered Smokey in the past because he's really cute, but he's really not that scary or chaotic. And I like a chaotic mascot. Like the what I am going for at all times is the level of chaos of like taking down your goalposts, parading them through the town, riding them like a mechanical bull, taking them to the bars for celebration, and then dumping them in the river. That's what I want out of my college football. And I don't feel that Smokey delivers that, but Smokey does deliver cute little cuddles. And so I'm sorry for slandering Smokey. I owe him an apology. Yes, you certainly do. Additionally, like all of these things that you said absolutely jive with your personality, given that you want to give Michael Myers a hug. I just feel like this really rounds you out <laughs> as a human. Yeah, like everything's checking um, out now. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, anyway, Smokey the 11th is the official mascot, but Smokey the 10th was also on hand. Smokey the 10th retired in February and had not seen a victory for Tennessee since 2016 um, before he was the official mascot. So it was actually his first, his first win for the retired boy. Um, so glad that he got to experience that with, you know, Smokey the 11th, the new regent of Tennessee, I suppose. Um, but in honor of Smokey, Jamie, I'm very excited about this. We're starting a new thing. It's going to be team dog versus team cat. Um, so we went through all of the mascots in the FBS and pulled them into either team dog or team cat based on their mascot. Um, sorry, Jamie. Some of them are not that chaotic. Some of them are just normal like bulldogs or wildcats. Um, but we have 13 members and team dog and 20 in team cat because there are so many tigers in the FBS. So many tigers. Lots of tigers. And they're all like the same tiger. Yeah, and like a lot of wild cats. Lots of tigers, lots of wild cats. Like more, pan- I think there were two or three panthers. Um, okay. But anyway, this week, Team Dog went five and seven. One team was on a bye. Team Cat went five and eight. Seven teams were on a bye. And I have to say my joke, there were a lot of cat naps on Saturday. <laughs> How did they do like cats versus dogs? Did we have any head-to-head matchups? We do. We had two cat versus dog head-to-head matchups. So Washington beat Arizona. Again, the Huskies beating the Wildcats. Um, and then the Kentucky Wildcats beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs. 
Fascinating. So we will continue to monitor team cat versus team dog, but in the end, they're all winners. Let's be real. That's true. Cause they're cute little animals. Yes. And if Jamie can get over her need for chaos, she will like them too. Uh, anyway, we've got some more Halloween topics. Not as mascots. Animals are pets. They are not chaotic enough. We need like less tigers and more gritty. What is gritty? What about like, he's a gritty. He's a, he's a, he's a gritty. That's fine. You want the hilltopper. What is he? Yeah. He's not a blob. That guy. He's an, he's scary. Well, actually he, he makes sense for, um, for Halloween, I guess. I, I am a fan of the hilltopper. I'm also a fan of cats and dogs. If there were a team that were like a tuxedo cat mascot, like a cute little house cat, I'd be like very on board with that. Um, the hilltopper's anyway. mouth is just like so wide. Like it's so, He's just trying to smile. It's so um, freakishly wide. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, so before the show, Jamie and I were chatting about um, finding your baby teeth in like your parents' house because they accidentally save them. <laughs> and how apparently nowadays there are dolls that you can sew these baby teeth into that are absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Hilltopper is kind of one of those dolls before he's had the teeth sewn into them. He does kind of look like that. Oh no, you're so right. Oh gosh, they're so scary. Don't look them up. They're so scary, you guys. Like literally horrifying. Well, these will haunt my dreams. Um, speaking of other scary things, we've got more Halloween topics coming up for you, but we're going to take a short break. So stay with us. All right, Jamie. So in the spirit of Halloween, I wanted to build a Frankenstein monster football player. Okay. Okay. Tell me. So I chose a receiver and like, this is very much cheating because it's like, what's the best of every receiver. So I would choose Megatron size with Julian Edelman's shiftiness. And like, this one's controversial. I said, OBJ's hands, like the reality is he dropped a lot of catches, but he had that one catch. So I'm like, he has the dexterity to like make those big catches. Um, and then Larry Fitzgerald's catch radius, Tyreek Hill's speed. Um, and when I put them together, I was like, oh, they just make Marvin Harrison Jr. I love this so much. I don't know if I could like Frankenstein one together like that. That was very Who impressive. would? I bet you could. If you had, okay, okay. If you had a quarterback and you were building a quarterback, like, yeah, I, would you? I I don't know if I could Frankenstein him. Can you Frankenstein a quarterback? I mean, so I would want, I would want some mobility. So like maybe like Russell Wilson scrambling, but like, I would want him to be Josh Allen sized. Cause like, he's a monster. Let's be right, real. Right. And then like Peyton Manning mechanics and Patrick Mahomes ability to improvise. Got it. How's that? That was really impressive. Is, is that just like, is that Lamar Jackson though? Maybe. I think, again, uh, maybe. Oh, that makes me upset as a Browns fan. Can't get through an episode without mes- mentioning that I'm a Browns fan. Anyway, 
Uh, speaking, speaking of two of those quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, uh, I feel like we're reaching a new rivalry. I sat on the level of Godzilla and Mothra, but I don't really know. Cause I've never seen Godzilla. Um, but I feel like Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen is like the new Brady Manning. It's the new thing I look forward to every year. Yeah, that's fair. Did you have a chance to see the bills chiefs game on Sunday? Um, I caught like little snippets of it. And like the end of that game was a fun time. It was very fun, except so once again, we adopted a new puppy three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. Um, And I accidentally scared her because I screamed when Josh Allen had that one run on third down and it was very unexpected. Well, it was very unexpected. Um, Did she recover? Okay. She recovered okay. Unfortunately, so she's eight and she has anxiety and she's on two anxiety medications. Sorry to share your HIPAA information, Lucy. But um, she's coming out of her shell, but definitely doesn't help to have, you know, me screaming and shouting and exclaiming in excitement. Oh, well, she'll, she'll learn, hopefully, that that just kind of comes with the territory when the football is on. Yeah, we're, Dave did have a discussion with me. He was like, we got to... You know, we just got to keep a little bit level head when Lucy's in the room, keep it together. And like, yep, we'll see how this goes. But I don't know. I don't know. I like getting excited about football. We'll see. Um, something else to get excited. You what? I said it's that's half the fun. It's true. Um, one other thing that was exciting about the games this week. Uh, so I watched a game. Uh, a one o'clock kickoff, a four o'clock kickoff, and then the night game. And I think there was a woman ref in every game I watched on Sunday. We love to see it. I know, right? It's like Sarah Thomas used to be like the token woman official. And I was like, I don't even know all their names anymore. There's too many. We wish that that had been like a legitimate career path for me growing up because I would have pursued life as an NFL ref. On that note, I'm going to, I was thinking about saving this for my shout out at the end. Um, So I found in a box of like childhood memories, I had like an Ohio State cheerleader outfit, like a toddler outfit. Yeah. Like it was very cute. I was very cute. And I was like, oh, Dave, like we should definitely save this. Like in case someday we have a theoretical human daughter of our own who might benefit from this. And he was like, no, we shouldn't save it. And I was like, oh, you're just being a bitter Iowa fan. And then he was like, no, what if she wants to be like, what if she wants a jersey? What if she wants something else? Like, what if she she wants to be a player? And I was like, you're right. And like, there's nothing wrong with being a cheerleader. But I was like, I love that we're keeping these options open and not trying to fit this non-existent child into a box. I do love that. Go Dave. Go Dave. Anyway, uh, wrapping our Halloween theme up on a note of Stranger Things, um, I have to ask, what do you think will be the strangest way that someone scores in Ohio State versus Iowa this weekend? Um, I think it's either going to be a safety or we're going to see some like weird onside kick that's converted. I like the onside kick. Yeah, I wasn't like, I'm thinking, thinking about like that. The Arkansas Alabama game when Arkansas was just like, yeah, third quarter, whatever, onside kick. And then I believe it led to, it either led to a field goal or a touchdown on that drive. But like, I, yeah, I, I would like to see like stranger things, like throw me like a random first quarter onside kick just for fun. Nice. Just for fun. I think I'm going to go with like 
a two point conversion that gets halted and then run back the other direction. Ooh, like a 100 yard two point score. This is, this is the level of chaos that I want in my football games. Now you're talking Meredith. Now you're talking. I thought, I thought you would enjoy this one. Yeah. Now we're talking. Just give me, that would go so well in my chaos roundup. Well, on that note, I would love to hear your other chaotic thoughts and your predictions for this weekend's Ohio State versus Iowa matchup. Um, I think I I think Ohio State is gonna win. Um, Iowa's one of those teams that's like kind of a they they have their sleeper moments even when they're not good, but they're like so not good this year. <laughs> um yeah, I, I think that OSU is going to win by like, I don't know. I think it's going to be like 49 to 17. You think they can score 17 points? Well, they're going to be like some fluke moments. Yeah, I think like, I don't think our defense is quite perfect. It's not a criticism. You can. I think, can. I think 49, 17. What do you, what, what's your. Um. I, I think Ohio state will get held back more offensively than they have all season. Like Iowa is collectively atrocious, but they're only collectively atrocious because their offense is like, like actually one of the worst in the country. Um, their defense is really, really good. Um, I think Ohio state will struggle more than they have all year. That's not to say they will struggle, but like actually struggle. Um, I think it's going to be 35 to nine with a defensive touchdown from Iowa and a safety. Okay. (laughs) We'll see. I I feel like if that comes to fruition, you will just be happy as a clam. I would love chaos to go around. I would love that. I will disrupt my sister's wedding with like chaotic cheers. If that happens, it is. What time is the wedding? Like, yes. is it actually during the game? I I believe so. Yes. Um, I actually don't know what time, <laughs> but I will be in the bridal suite getting ready. If I'm not at the actual wedding and I will have my laptop like posted up with the game going because that's who I am as a person. And she knows this about me. I mean, the good news is it's, you'll be in Chicago. It'll be an 11 a.m. kick. Like, You'll, you'll just be like mimosaing and getting hair and stuff. Like, I think you can passively watch the game with comfort. Yeah. And I think I deserve that. You do. We've put up with a lot, you know, because we had a bye week and didn't have Ohio State football. Anyway, uh, wrapping things up, Jamie, um, do you have any shout outs for the end of the show? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, the Tennessee fans. Um which I know we already talked about this, but like we all hate Alabama. They have done us a favor um, knocking Bama out of that number one spot. Although like, don't get me started on how Georgia leapfrogged us. I will get angry again. Um, But I love chaos and I love that they took those goalposts down and I love that nobody cared. Like this is what I feel like all of the like campus security and like police forces need to take note of like, no one will get hurt if you just let it happen. (laughs) Just like, let the goalposts come down. They will take them to the bars. They will put them in the river. It will be a permanent monument to this. Just let it happen. 
lean into the chaos. So congrats to the Tennessee Volunteers fans um, and to the team. This was a, a long overdue win for you guys and um, was really, really excited to just kind of see uh, the energy and the excitement in Knoxville and um, would love to face you guys in the playoffs. I think that would be a fun time. We'll see. At that point, Smokey, you're going down, but I would yeah, still I mean, I, I do think that OSU and Tennessee are like the collectively playing the best football in the country right now. Like those two teams are consistently week after week, just like grinding it out. Um, I, I will be upset if Hendon Hooker takes CJ Stroud's Heisman. That will make me mad. But yes, it's already got his name on it. So it's, it's yeah, that will make me mad. But I, for this week, we are all volunteers fans and I'm so happy for you guys. So that's my shout out for this week. I love that. Um, so I have two this week. First, I wanted to shout out Tony Romo because on Sunday, he called a penalty soft and ticky tacky. Um, and I just think that he's modeling really helpful behavior for, I don't know, Troy Aikman who needs to learn some new phrases. Um, but thank you for Tony Romo for modeling good behavior. Um, when it comes to announcing, uh, the other shout out I wanted to give was to athletic writer, Nicole Auerbach. She's amazing. I love everything that she writes. Um, but this week she did a feature on Georgia tech assistant coach, Carol white, um, who made coaching history when she became the first woman coach at Georgia tech, like, um, in nineteen like 1985 became the first woman coach, um, in college football and has been credited as one of like the best special team, uh, coaches like ever. And I've never heard of Carol White and I only know about her now. And I mean, kudos, I guess, to both Carol White and to Nicole Auerbach for telling the story. Wow. Now I need to like do some research on her. She sounds amazing. Right. I just, yeah, very, very cool. And again, we can be anything we want to be in sports. If you want to be on the field, a coach in the front office, the possibilities are endless. Yep. You want to be a ref? We can do that. I mean, why would you want to be a ref? I can't I, imagine, but it would be so fun. Okay. I did think in Hocus Pocus too, the one friend's like zombie ref costume was pretty cute. Yes, that was cute. We, we can agree on that. all we have for today as a reminder you can follow jamie at jamie urich me at meredith hine and the site at lane grant 33 we'll talk to you soon thanks again for listening to play like a girl and as always go bucks